Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Yes, indeed. Now for something a little different. We're live on KEXP right now, kexp.org, all around the world. It's the afternoon show. My name is Larry Mizell Jr. So happy right now to be joined in the live room by Asheville, North Cacalac's own Wednesday.
Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Live and direct here at KEXP. That was Twin Plagues. Title track of the album that just came out last month, right? Yeah, that's the one. Fantastic. Or it came out, um, yeah, it came out a bit ago. Okay. Um, oh, that was 2021. Yes, yeah. sure, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. But we released like a covers album kind of recently. Okay. Might have been what I was thinking of. Right on. Um, Sandy, you ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Can't make direct eye contact. <laughs> All right, let's all count it off. One, two, three, four. only from Twin Plagues. What a beautiful wall of sound. Loving the lap steel. Yes, indeed. Wednesday, live on KEXP.
It's Wednesday. <laughs> I did something interesting on that one. I forgot the first half of the first word, but I got the second half of the first word. I just had to oh. like acknowledge that before we continued. Appreciate your, your disclosure, your honesty. Yeah. So brave. Thank you for being here. You guys are killing it. Wednesday going to be live at the Showbox tonight here in Seattle, April 28th. KEXP, wow, what a sound. So raw and uh, crunchy and tender. And uh, your master of, mastery of brevity, I love as well. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you'll have to remind me what that means. So just like, those songs are like, what, three minutes tops? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like great, you know, pop music, like Buddy Holly School, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, yeah, it's like, I love it. 
I always like a new compliment that I haven't heard. I appreciate nice. that the most. So I like to, I like to, yeah. Wait till you hear our new so single. Much. Awesome. <laughs> Only eight minutes long. Yeah, our oh, next yeah. song that we put out is eight it's minutes. It's time to prog out eventually. Yeah, yeah we're going to be called anti brevity. Okay, there you go. Got to rebel against these new compliments when you get them. Yeah. So you guys are from Asheville, which just seems like an incredibly supportive community. Um, yeah. Tell me about your hometown and, you know, what was it like to come together as a band there? Yeah, so um, I wanted more than anything to be in a band forever and ever, but I didn't um, think I could do it for a while until I was in that community that I was getting the support from, honestly, my sophomore year of high school or college at UNCA where we all met. Um, yeah, I basically had a friend at school make a recording for me um, on like the first songs I ever recorded and then um, met Alan, who joined the band to play my sister's birthday party one year, and we all met through... Um, like, Zandy and Margo would throw, like, huge house shows at their house. Jake was in a bunch of bands, like, 50 different bands at the time. And, yeah, through that community, we definitely, like, met and realized we are into the same stuff. Gosh, I curse like a sailor. I'm really happy. I'm going to keep thinking about it. But, um, um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just really bonded and connected and it just fell together, honestly. Yeah. And then me and Zandy also worked at a venue in Asheville called The Mothlight, which was, like, our stomping grounds we were there every minute we could and it closed during the pandemic so ah, long live the rip. Life. but yeah <laughs> right on and what it sounds like such a dynamic scene just all the settings that everybody's coming out of that you're talking yeah. about um and i know that the like the music you love is what brought everybody together uh initially um kind of that eclectic mix of 90s and country rock how did you kind of find that you all shared these these loves of certain music yeah, you go ahead, oh, I was going to say, I feel like we got lucky in a lot of ways. Like we, we all kind of came to the band out of a need for certain instruments or just wanting like a certain vibe of a person to join our sphere. But it just so happened that we all kind of wanted to get louder and more 90s sound. You know, it's just we yeah. wanted that grungy sound because it started out very poppy like pop yeah. indie well, and I then, just thought that was the only music I was allowed to make for no a long I totally get it I completely yeah. understand but yeah we I feel like once we came together and started really giving ourselves the freedom to do what we wanted it became so much easier to play music together and play this yeah. kind of music that we really like and then after touring together and playing music in the car like that's more when we realized like oh wait we yeah I see where we're all why we're all like having this chemistry in this way that is happening so naturally also, like being a unit for what, like four years or whatever, I feel like we kind of you start to grow together, really yeah. sync up in a sort of way. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's really nice too. That time you spend together on the road, the music you listen to, uh, I mean, that's where it's all at, right? And you kind of yeah. fall in on a psychic level even before you hit the stage. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Last night in the van, we were listening to uh, those old school. Funny sound effects. Yeah, compilations. Literally, exactly. Well, the thing is, we oh, and then dubstep remixes of either classical music or video game music. Well, we were we had a ten-hour drive yesterday, and like eight hours of it was made in silence. And then when we finally put music on, we were like, let's listen to the worst possible things we can find for our brain, and because we just go chaos mode when you've been in the car that long. At the end of every drive that we do. It's like Alan will DJ something completely disturbing, just out, usually out of nowhere. We'll have no warning.
warning and then the beat will drop and then we just have to sit and deal with it for the next hour <laughs> but a in a good way, way. It, like, puts a, it puts us in like a very good energetic mood whenever nice. we roll into a city there's a YouTube account called worst beats in the world and Oof. I'm excited for their KEXP session <laughs> wow the van that sounds was an like, Alan discovery sorry sounds like boot camp or something you know yeah. some mental uh, it's pretty serious yeah. it sounds like it uh, you know I always found uh, one thing if you guys can find the same things funny and you might probably do comedy makes time fly in in the car mm-hmm, totally just a little tip if you don't if you probably already know oh yeah no we riff on like jokes for like way too long nice. and once oh, we yeah. get uh our Weeks. last one that we were on a loop fire is just singing the words sloppy joe for like <laughs> sloppy an hour joe, sloppy sloppy joe, joe. Yeah. Yeah. wait yeah wait, is wait. that a thing already that's, a, that's adam sandler yeah. Oh, yeah, we still sing it all the someone time. Someone made it up. <laughs> who did this? Well, someone this? did. Yeah, who? Yeah. Alan, was that you? Okay, we That's convinced that we original. made that up. But. Original recommendation. I honestly had no, actually, like, freaked me out just now when you started doing that. I, I was, like, Just really being around out. you guys, I'm just tapped in. I think you know that's what, I mean? what it is. I don't think it's our it's boy Adam. Lunch Lady Land. <laughs> lunch Lady Land, exactly. You might hear from, from Adam's lawyers sometimes, so that's not, that's not on us. Sorry. Um, you guys just released a cover. Uh, mm-hmm. record, as you said, and um, you paid tribute to a lot of your influences, Vic Chestnut, Roger Miller, Drive-By Truckers. How did you kind of settle on that track list? And have you had any feedback from any of the folks you covered? Yeah, well, a lot of the people we covered are no longer alive. <laughs> so right, that was, right. but I mostly just gathered a bunch of songs um, that I loved singing in the car. Um, cause my voice has a range that's pretty specific and I was like, okay, I, I know I sound good singing along with these. And then another, a lot of them were songs me and Jake had recorded together, um, over the years. Um, but yeah. And then the, the only people that kind of reached back out to us afterwards were the drive-by truckers, which right was on. like mind blowing. Yeah. So exciting. We love them. And actually the night of our Athens show, they were also playing Athens. So some of them came to our show. Literally nice. next door. Yeah. Next, yeah, door, next door, door, door to our venue. And then we went to their show after. Yeah, so yeah. It was like the was first surreal. stop. And it, felt, it. it felt really, I, I felt, we, I feel like we felt really seen. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> we're big fans of the drive-by truckers here. Oh, KXP. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it, I feel like you guys are highly collaborative when you're writing songs. How does that pro- what does that process look like? Yeah, so I kind of write um, my parts, the, my guitar parts, and my lyrics and vocal melody beforehand, and I basically will send over a voice memo so that my band can kind of like sit with it, and then they just write all their own parts. We kind of like uh, the last two albums, we kind of just stood in a circle and figured it out together. Um, that's basically it. Anything? It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of trial and error. I mean, if you look at any of our, well, I would say if you look at any of our songs, there's like, we try so many different things, like almost every part of the song, every transition, we've tried like multiple versions of it. Just whenever anyone comes up with an idea, we try to give it a shot. Go from there, basically. Yeah. We end up writing a lot of songs in the studio too. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, we're, we like kind of make an arrangement. And then it's in the studio and we don't actually get to hear it (laughs) for a while. And we have to like (laughs) listen back to our recordings, like our album recordings to (laughs) figure out a song. Sure. Uh, Carly, I've read that you're you're a voracious reader and you've kind of uh, transmuted some literary influence like Richard Brodigan into some of their music. How does that kind of work for you? Yeah, so um, when I find a writer I'm really into, I'm guessing like other people that read, um, you find everything they've ever written sure. and go through it. Um, and it's actually, for my writing, it's not only pieces of books I collect, but like even stuff my friends will say, I'll write it down, or movies or whatever. 
Um, but the way I like to write a lot of the times and the way I really, I don't know if I've ever gotten writer's block for this reason, is I'll take a piece, even a phrase, two words, like uh, our song Toothache, Toothache Sky is about to rain is a Richard Brodigan line. And then I go the rest of the song from there, just trying to live up to that mm. one line. And it challenges me to write well, and it also um, pays respect to like the people that I have learned from <laughs> from reading. Um, but yeah, that's done us well so far. There's a lot of references like that on our next album. I think I'm just going to keep writing that way because it feels really good. What to, a cool method yeah. of paying tribute and, and staying inspired. It's a good game for any songwriters out there. Yeah, I definitely suggest it for people that feel stuck. Right on. And then, yeah, always like say who you're borrowing from, though, also. Because yeah, that's what you got you to keep up with that. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and Carly, I know you said your intention um, with Twin Plagues was to kind of reckon with high school trauma uh, memories from that time. How did writing the record help you process all of that? Well, this is <laughs> so. As soon as my mom heard the record, she called me and she was like, "Dude, like, are you okay?" Um, and I was like, "Yeah, like, if I've written about it, I've processed it enough to write and like sort through it and approach it head on." Um, so it's really just like a way to kind of close the book on a feeling. Um, because there's a time with grief or trauma or whatever where you can't even, like, access that part of your brain. So if I go there, I know I've healed. Um, and, yeah, next album's like that, too. It's a never-ending pit of, sure. like, uh, that kind of stuff to deal with. That's just what life is. But music's helping me get through it. So thank God this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I heard that. And do you have, such, like, a, like such a, a coherent intention for every record? Because you guys have dropped what, four records in the last three years are highly prolific. <laughs> um, I don't really, I just write all the time. And then I group songs together that feel like one era and we record them. And I actually didn't, we've recorded a lot of albums and released a lot of music, but it was only until I was trying to describe you to someone that I was like, okay, I'm finally approaching what I imagined I always wanted to do. And Twin Plagues is one step closer and the one we just finished recording is even closer to like just... I, I'm just learning so much with each record that I think it's really just a growth that we're trying to capture each time is if there was to be one goal. Beautiful. And we're excited to, to witness that growth further. And uh, could you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah. Um, I'm Carly Hartsman. I play guitar and I sing in Wednesday. <laughs> um, I'm Margot Schultz and I play bass in Wednesday. I'm Zandy Kilmus and I play lap steel and sing a little bit in Wednesday. I'm Jake Linderman. I play the guitar and sing some in Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Alan Miller. <laughs> I think this is the vocal mic I was talking about. I haven't been saying anything. And they're all going to be at the show box tonight. So go check them out. They're going to be at the Roseland in Portland tomorrow night. Thank you all for coming through. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you, you so much. much. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. KEXP, KEXP.org. If you dig what you see and hear, you can uh, support and like and subscribe. All that good stuff on the YouTube channel. One billion views strong. It all happens with your support. So thank you for that. This is KEXP, KEXP.org. It's the afternoon show. My name is Larry Mizell Jr. And I want to thank you all for being here. <laughs>